said that in a long time. I know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's We're... been too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this... come on, no, we're all serious. I know. <laughs> this is uh this has been a minute. Effort... Oh, what episode are we on? This is episode <laughs> twenty-six. Okay. And um it took us about almost an hour to No, an up. hour. <laughs> it took us I to the T an hour. hour. Yes. Is this <laughs> I thank God Chris was able to help us out. It was a minor issue, but it's been a, so too long. It has That's been. Why we shouldn't go two months without recording. I know. know. I you know. I had to dust off everything. I had to vacuum <laughs> literally everything and make sure there were no spiders. Actually, there are many spiders on my setup. Andrea many. literally Ooh. had spider webs on her uh recording station that's how long it's been since we recorded yes it's, it was quite damn shame quite disgusting shout out to my mama and alejandro for yeah. helping me clean up <laughs> <laughs> my poor mom <laughs> <laughs> disgusting anyway we're back yes, hello goose guess who's sorry back back back, back shut again up, shut up it's I good to say God damn it, man. I always try to talk and y'all keep interrupting me. We're so sorry. I say this all the time. Every, Nothing, like, every, some things never change. <laughs> real. Anyways, before my sister is rudely interrupted, I just wanted to say sorry again, booze, that it's been two months now. Two months, right? So we summer vacation. Yeah, um, a lot's been happening and, you know, busy work life, personal life, all that good shit. Uh, you know, we're human beings just like you. And, uh, yeah. But we're back. We didn't forget you. I know. We were yeah. we were trying to plan this for so long. It's just been very hard. So thank you for your and patience. And tonight almost didn't even happen. We almost yeah. didn't <laughs> It's freaking 9, 9, 10 p.m. right now. And I need to go to sleep soon. So Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but, I get up at 6 in the morning. Ugh. I say that, also, but I have I a long story. Say, so what? we took like two months. So I say it's our summer break. And we did the exact same thing last year. Maybe because it's like too bright outside. No one wants to like, you know, tell ghost stories when it's too bright and hot. <laughs> Honestly, I do agree with that. But we're also not vampires, Beach. Come on. I mean, uh, Nana is. Oh, that's true. <laughs> She's a I actually hot. really post like a photo of my teeth. My canines are so sharp. You know what's funny? I've had numerous people in my life. My entire life come up to me like, oh, my God, I love your smile and I love your teeth. I'm referring I to my canines. And they're like, did you sharpen it? I'm like, no, I was just born like this. <laughs> I was born this way. Oh, no Remember one. when you punctured your own lip because you're <laughs> Yes, but you know how, you know how I you know. Wait, should I have said it? Her brother is so sharp, she literally <laughs> put a hole in her lip. She gave herself yeah. her own lip piercing. For real. But do you remember how no. I got a hold of No, I don't. No, yes. Trip? I mean, okay, yes, so I do. So the, I don't want to hear the story. You were, Dre and I, I was what, in sixth or fifth grade, <laughs> we were jumping on the bed. I don't know what, having a pillow fight. I don't know what bullshit. Next thing you know, she pushes me <laughs> and I landed in the corner of the wall and like, like a face plant. And next thing you know, like my bottom lip went my mouth somehow and I left K9 just... <laughs> Shared my bottom lip, and I still have a mark right here. It's sorry, Cecilia. I feel bad. At least you have a story. Like, some people purposely shave their te- 
teeth yeah. to look like your canines. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's but she was young. Them. She was in like middle and high school when people would say these things. She's like, what? Surprisingly, actually- like mine are, my canines are also sharp and we get it from dad because he has his own <laughs> 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 Look, your camera is How? Black. How can we look? It's all black, the screen. Oh, hold on. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm like, look, there's darkness. Okay. Where? I'm here. I got my glasses on. I know. People would be like, wow, you have vampire teeth too. Now, nothing like umbrella. Nothing <laughs> like umbrellas, but uh-huh. Me too. Oh, bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll let her have this one. She look like a But if we get it from dad, we really do. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know the one and only fight Gabriella and oh, hell. Chris had? <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> yeah. McConnell. Years ago, my husband, Chris, right? And Gabriella have gone into one fight. And it wasn't even like when she was living with us or nothing like that. It was it was during mom's birthday in Ocean City. Uh, I remember how like Gabriella and I were like annoyed and tired. uh, And because Alexa, Jamar and Chris were like staying up late and like getting high and 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 bar fights. And and it was like right (laughs) after like it wasn't even like a bar fight. Oh, we were involved at drama at Pickles in Ocean City. But anyway, so we get back to to the room, and Crystal wants to rage. And um, <laughs> what was it? I don't know how you guys got got in it. She said something. You know me. I always keep my mouth shut because you know, like how shy I am. Like, I, and especially because, like, you know, it, I would never be mean to Chris. He was like, Chris. yeah, he, he said, said something that he triggered said something me. like, you know, oh, party pooper or whatever. And then you're like. I don't know what it was, but he 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 like he went he, like he shouldn't have said what he said. He was like something something about your vampire teeth. Oh, Gabriella clapped back so <laughs> so fast. She was like, "Yeah, well, you're a vampire because you keep cutting." <laughs> what is it? He had like a skin tag on his nose. She's like, and it keeps growing back. So you're a vampire. <laughs> and he's like, Touche. He's like, you right, you right. Because earlier that day, he was describing to us how he like clipped it. Ew. Kept coming back. And she's like, oh. And then like, I don't know, but like he was messing around with her and like said the wrong thing. So she was like, oh, hell no. You know how Gabriella is. Hey, our bonds grew even better than that, you know. It's when you officially became siblings. Yeah. Yeah, I I I was saying they're like, I was under the the covers like, oh, shit. I'll put my money on Gabriella. He He actually apologized because he was like, oh, shit. But the next morning he felt bad. I was like, no, oh, my God, you're fine. I know, but it was hilarious. To, Nana to has these, like, bursts. Like, she'll just, she'll go banshee for a sec. And then she's like, I'm just kidding. I'm like, bitch, you are not kidding. No, you are not kidding. It's like, <laughs> I do that to Chris, too. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? You I bipolar guess. ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do have. Um, <laughs> Sorry. issues, man. I really oh, do. Man. Don't we I'm very composed. I do. I am very composed and quiet, you know, and like, I'm just going to keep, I'm just minding my own business. But just, just that one comment or that one action. I'm like, it triggers oh. you. Like, it, I know. It no, literally no, flips no, the switch. And then he tried to put me under the bus. He was like, yeah, you said that she had vampire teeth. And I swear to God, 
I like I he's like, you made fun of her vampire teeth to me or something like that. And I'm like, I have never like literally like never made fun of your vampire teeth to Chris. And I have nothing to lie about. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I did. You know, <laughs> whatever. No, like I'm like, what the fuck? Like, don't try to like make yourself look better by lying and saying that I like, no, this is between you guys. Do you remember that? That was such a fun trip, by the way. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) It was the best time. Like it was. It was. It was hilarious. Anyway, um, all right. Let's get into episode twenty-six. And Gabriella, do you want to tell the booze what it's about? Uh, It's about. She's like, hold on. I don't really know what it's about. (laughs) Like, hold on. Let me look at my notebook. Hold up. Um, I know it's it's about um nightmares, but um some we're gonna stop you right there. It's deadly dreams, girl. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. He's like literally like it's been too long. I mean, have you heard our intro? Yeah, oh, terrible. But it's okay. I don't care. Sweating. Oh, I don't either. What? You're um, sweating. What if you sweating? I could describe the state that we are with our recording right now, it would be when Billy from Hocus Pocus is uh, <laughs> opening, cutting his mouth open. He's like, Ugh. Ugh. that's us. Like right <laughs> now. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Billy for Halloween. We have to come up with scary. Halloween costumes pronto. I'm so, I'm so great with makeup and all that cool shit. All you gotta do is put your fucking like leggings, black leggings and black socks on. Like that little, <laughs> <laughs> little fucking, I like, should be a spider for oh, Halloween. Please do not. <laughs> you should be oh that fucking like the oh god, what is it? What is it called? Him from Powerpuff Girls? That red lobster thing. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god! I think it's called like him or he or something or something like Does that. She yeah, some, something. Oh yeah, and you always talk like this, like very like. Oh. I really like liked. Him. I really liked that character. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. We're getting derailed again. <clears throat> okay. Um. So. Um. I have research topic this week and um it's about deadly dreams and then after me is who who goes next tis me tis i andrea okay Oops. and then gabrella is a listener story <laughs> you yeah. you guys yeah what we forgot to introduce ourselves <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god i got the fly what? No. That's disgusting. Ew, one that blew in my mouth. Okay, Tell just so you booze you know. know, before we started recording, Cindy, I don't know, was inhaling too much in her big ass mouth and inhaled a fly, and literally was choking on it, and she just got it out of her mouth. That's which just happened. I thought I swallowed it. That's oh, disgusting. Imagine if it went up your nose and like then out. That's happened to me before. It's fucking brutal. I would not want that. I'd rather swallow five flies and have one go up my nose. Anyway, I'm not the Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. I am going to nope talk about you should you should introduce yourself. Yeah, you should introduce yourself. What? No, it's too late. 
People Say already it. know who we are. <laughs> I'm Cindy. Gabriella. I'm Andrea. And we are Haunted Hermanas. Okay, let's continue. So dreams are supposed to be a moment in time for us when we're able to escape reality and recharge from our daily lives. We are at our most vulnerable when we are sleeping. So naturally, there's nothing scarier than when we are at our most vulnerable state, cannot defend ourselves and things go wrong. So today we're going to discuss deadly dreams. Many of us might have learned in our college psychology class, common sleep patterns or sleep cycle. So as you are sleeping, your body alternates between REM and NREM. So REM, REM, and NREM. So what? REM and non-REM. I'm sorry. What was that? Right? I don't know. REM sleep. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) And non-REM sleep. REM. (laughs) REM. God damn it. So, um... REM is rapid eye movement and NREM is Girl, non-rapid eye movement. Okay. So during non-rapid eye movement, your body's relaxed. But when your body transitions into REM sleep, your eyes begin to move rapidly and you start to dream. So during REM stage, your muscles like turn off and the reasons they turn off is because uh, it keeps you from like acting out your dreams while you're sleeping. So if you're at, if you're dreaming that you're like riding a bike, you don't look like this while you're sleeping. Or if like you're dreaming that you're fighting someone, you don't look like this, right? Because that's crazy. Except if you're dad, because you know. <laughs> yes, I was just about to say. <laughs> I woke his ass last. I woke his ass up last night because all I heard was. Ooh. Still again? Like I was that. like, oh <laughs> my god! I know we've mentioned that before. It's probably all the scotch that I literally, I literally was like, my house with Chris. I was like, I'm, I'm like, trying to get in my REM state right now, but <laughs> motherfucker is in the end room, as Cindy said. Dad it. looks like this when he's sleeping and he's having uh, sleep paralysis. <laughs> like, no, I can't see you, you dumbass. <laughs> What? Oh, I see your toes and your fingers. <laughs> it's a tight fucking Cindy, sorry for all you booze out there. We can't see Cindy on her um, video, video call. because it's, co- it's covered by her laptop screen. And she's trying to demonstrate to us what each example is. And all I see are her toes and her fingers. Yes, like going <laughs> over there. the screen. Yeah. Like when a cat's cleaning itself and all you see is the toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So the closest thing to um, deadly dreams that has been scientifically proven is sleep paralysis. So as you know, I've experienced sleep paralysis. Uh, Gabriella, you have, and Andrea, you have as well, right? We've all experienced sleep paralysis. Yeah. No. So, uh, oh, 40% <laughs> now you said no, I said no, I've never had it. was Kara. Oh, okay. So, um, there is a project called Sleep Paralysis Project. That's when a bunch of scientists get together and go over, um, you know, how to rectify this issue. 
So they suggest that people who suffer from the condition create a very strict bedtime schedule to avoid it. Um, because, well, one of the most common reasons that people have sleep paralysis is because they have irregular sleep slash wake cycle. Um, so the tips include avoiding caffeine and alcohol close to bedtime, avoid sleeping on your back. What? Um, and reading anything that's overwhelming or like even like watching the news because as you know the news has a lot of scary uh, traumatic things. stories right <clears throat> so one thing though that they discovered during this study is that um personalities influence sleep paralysis so <laughs> some people have thinner, what's called thinner personality boundaries. Um, and they're able to absorb uh, like more emotion in their environment, if that makes sense. And so that correlates to sleep paralysis with hallucinations. So, <laughs> so, which is so like interesting. sensitive people like um, yeah, like empaths. So it didn't say, obviously these are, you know, this yeah, is yeah. research I did on, on science. <clears throat> so science. Um, they did not mention empaths or okay. right. that makes know, sense. mediums. Okay, cool. But yeah, <clears throat> there are, they did, you know, they did make it clear that there are people that have these personalities mm -hmm. um, that they're able to absorb. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to like, sleep paralysis or like lucid dreaming and its association with people that believe in the, the paranormal scientists suggest openness to experience explains a connection so in other words if you're open to experiencing paranormal activity you're most likely going to have a sleep paralysis experience so as we know nightmares are extremely frightening dreams and a lot of times we are woken up from them and they're even though like the relationship between nightmares and lucid lucid dreaming is very comp complex and difficult to establish nightmares have been in have been around for like since the beginning of time so it's not, you know, it's been documented. So it's not something that just happened uh, recently. You know, it's been since the beginning of time. And uh, yes, there's, of course, there's things that trigger nightmares like emotional stress and, um, you know, any psychological issues. Um, and even, as you know, um, what, you know, your diet. So if you're eating later, during the evening and for some reason it's affecting your digestive system you're going to have a nightmare i did not know that actually um yeah mm -hmm. um so so for those suffering sleep paralysis sleep is not an escape from reality so sleeping can actually lead to a mental disorder because they're not really having a good night's rest and they or and they have anxiety that sleep paralysis can occur and um as you know a lot of people uh believe that what they experience during sleep paralysis 
aka if you are being molested by a freaking demon is actually what's happening so i do believe that scientists are getting closer to you know obviously they have explanation for sleep paralysis and um i actually admire the fact that they correlated sleep paralysis with the paranormal um but i just don't think that you know it's just a nightmare or like you know when you're in your REM sleep and you're waking up um that's how like your body's moving and that's sleep paralysis like i think there's more to that so i'm gonna go into a story um and just a trigger warning this does have um you know uh some sadness to the tale but it's something that's very interesting that occurred so in the late 1970s and early 1980s there was a group of people that migrated to the u.s and uh they were uh mung it's spelled h-m-o-n-g um but it's is it but it's pronounced Hmong. <clears throat> and um, they migrated from Southeast Asia during a uh, difficult time period in, in their country. So um, they came from Thailand and some came from Cambodia. Um, and what was odd about their process of transitioning into the US is that there was a large group of them, primarily men, that died in their sleep. It was over 100 deaths that occurred during this time period. So when doctors did the autopsy, they related the deaths to a condition called SUNDS, S-U-N-D-S, and it is a sudden, unexpected, or unexplained nocturnal death syndrome. So they believe that SUNS is caused by Brugada syndrome, which is a genetic conditioner condition more common in people of Southeast Asian descent. So uh, this condition causes irregular heartbeats and strains the likelihood of sudden death. So you know how I mentioned earlier that you know while we're sleeping, it's the most vulnerable state we can be right we're supposed to be rejuvenating we're supposed to be you know like safe um so to me and i'm going to repeat it nothing is scarier than like me sleeping and then potentially dying you know what i mean like i can see every demon i can see every ghost whatever monster awake and i have the opportunity to do a fight or flight you know yeah but sleeping and then dying that's just like on a whole other level for me in an effort to understand the situation that's happening with the monks researchers uh went ahead and interviewed monk refugees uh specifically living in california and when they asked about you know nightmares and their experience with anything most of the men and women described a figure called dab sung i'm sorry um 
it's pronounced da cho. Uh, and this da cho is an evil spirit that visited sleepers at night. And they would press upon their chests and attempted to smother them as they slept. Ew. And almost all of the interviewees were familiar with Dacho. And 58% of them reported having been visited by the nightmare themselves. So the Hmong refugees, they're escaping, you know, the civil war. They're going to the United States. But they already are bringing, you know, this experience with them from back in the motherland. So it wasn't like, oh, wow, people are, are dying. Like, that's crazy. What's happening? You know, people are thinking, oh, it's because they were stressed from the war. Mm-hmm. They're stressed, you know, uh, being immigrants and migrating over here. And then they're like, uh, the Hmong refugees are like, uh-uh. Like, we know about this. It's an evil spirit. He's been sitting our, on our chest. So... That's, you know, that's terrifying. Hmong, though, were not the only people who believe in these night terrors. So since the beginning of time, um, people have, you know, like I said earlier, have had uh, nightmares and visions that paralyze them. And some of the most popular tales about evil spirits come from ancient Greece. And they described the ancient Greece, uh, Greek people, they described a paralyzed feeling with the word ukumangenik. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and it goes further into sleep paralysis state. They stated also that it is an evil spirit that visits you at night, at night and uh, attempts to choke you until your spirit has um, been captured by them. And then also in Japan, this spirit is also known as Kanashibari. And then in also in New Finland, there's a folklore that describes an old hag who sits upon her sufferer's chest as they sleep. So there's a common thread here. Right. <clears throat> I've there actually... is an evil spirit. <laughs> trying to suffocate you at night and (laughs) is successful at moments. I don't know where, but I remember hearing a story about the old hag sitting on people's chests to kill them. I have two. I I don't know where, though. Like, do we say in an episode here? I believe so. Or we heard it on another podcast. But yeah. Um, what's interesting is these scientists that, um, you know, studied this phenomena in the 80s after, you know, over 100 people died. They actually started studying the hat man. Oh, my God. Because so many people were seeing the exact same person in their nightmares. Tall dark um with the hat you know like so they were like why is everyone seeing this why are people having these nightmares yeah and this study is ongoing some people you know are are saying oh it's because we've heard of the hat man so if we if we have a nightmare that's what we're going to you know that's what we're going to dream but some studies show that 
in certain areas of the world, people have never heard of the hat man, but they're they are describing the exact same thing. Yeah. So is the hat man this the spirit, you know, that killed these refugees? Or is there different uh types of spirits that somehow are able to successfully take your soul? Ew, Cindy. Um, I literally yeah. just read a freaking story about the hat man last night. Please, it's not. Um, <laughs> I don't like this. So, yeah, all across cultures, um, it does vary a little bit, but there is uh, figures of people. I'm not surprised. Uh, that frighten you. And what is crazy about, you know, these what's called bed deaths is that this um, unfortunate medical condition that were suffered by these Asian refugees, it um, it actually became the inspiration for the movie A Nightmare on Elm Street. I was just about to say, is that why Freddie wears a hat? Oh my God, I've never even thought of that. Yeah. Are you serious? I literally just... (laughs) Nope, never even thought of that. I mean, I just came to my head right now, so. Oh, wow. Because when you research, um, you know, this this occurrence that happened in the late 70s and early 80s with the uh, Hmong refugees, they don't they don't necessarily mention a hat man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look up articles, that's like just something that's mentioned recently. Because I read articles from like the 80s and, you know, the 90s, whatever, because this actually made it on the New York Times because it was just wild. Right. But yeah, not until recently did they start really talking about the hat man. So that's crazy. Never even thought of that. Yeah. Well, that is my story on bed deaths and a nightmare on Elm Street. That's crazy. Very good story. It's funny because um, my 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 story that I have is also about a nightmare, but all these nightmares are typically about scary, like black men figures, <laughs> except for the old hag. But I mean, it doesn't surprise me if they're like. They're all similar stories, like, um, culture-wide, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know of succulents. I think that's how you say it, which is, like, evil spirits that come in women form that, like... Oh, yes. ...sexually molest men and, and stuff like that. So that's, like, a form of of a bad dream yeah. or bad wet dream gone wrong. Ew. <laughs> but, <right>. um... <laughs> But um, yeah, this one is actually really intense because people actually died yeah. in their sleep and people believed they were either like suffocated mm-hmm. or they died of being so scared. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think I've mentioned before, there was one time where I swear I almost died. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because I had just watched something and I went to bed. And I couldn't fall asleep. And then I kept hearing noises in the hallway. And my heart was like about to jump out of my chest. But it was dad's fucking ankles. (laughs) (laughs) 
popping. Oh, really? Down. <laughs> I think he was trying to put one of you guys to bed and like walk. He would like walk um, up and down the hallway. Yeah. To, oh. I think it was the umbrella. It was, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I heard. That's funny as shit. Anyway. What do you say? Um, like scared to death, quite literally. You know what it reminds me of? And I always, what? I feel like I always go back to referencing the show, but Charmed, there's this, one of their most evil, I guess, um, what is it, people that they fight uh-huh. is this guy, I can't remember the name, but he, his, his uh, demonic power is literally scaring people to death. Oh, That's I think I terrifying. remember that episode. Yeah. yeah. Such it's a like, great show. I love that show. Me okay. too. All right. Well, very good story, Cindy. I'm going to go ahead and transition over to me for the campfire segment. And please bear with me. This is a long story, but it's really good. Okay. I see the same man in my nightmares again and again. The nightmare always begins the same way. I'm sitting at my desk. I do not remember sitting down, but it doesn't matter, I suppose. The curtains are open, but the world is dark. The sky is black, there are no stars, there is no moon, no street lamps. I turn my head to face back into my room. To do so feels like moving through water. The screen of my computer shows me a form that I do not recognize. A part of me feels like I'm breaking some kind of rule by simply being, by simply being here. The words of the posts are in English, but they do not form complete sentences. I struggle to read what they say. My room is light. It's a sickly hospital kind of light, and I do not know its source. Looking up to the ceiling reveals that the bulb is dim. Yet the light hangs in yet the light hangs dead in the air nonetheless, almost like it has been painted on. This unsettles me, so I decide to switch the light on. At least this way the visuals of my surroundings will make consistent sense. My light switch is typically situated by the entrance to, to my room by the door. But as always in my current world, I can find it fixed to the wall right by me instead. I don't even have to stand up. I don't question this change. I reach over and flick it. It clicks, but nothing happens. I try again, then again. But the level of the light in the room doesn't change. He's in the house. I'm sweating. The real unease starts here. Perhaps if I can find him before he finds me, then this time will be different. Perhaps everything will be okay. Before I realize it, I'm standing up. I don't remember getting up, but I start making my way across my room. There are no creaks in the carpet beneath my feet. The door is silent as I gently pull it open. The corridor stretches out ahead of me. It's longer than it should be, but I cannot tell by how much. The light hangs low against the walls, like it tried to climb up from the floor, but failed, getting stuck halfway. The pictures and portraits on the walls are familiar, but the people within them have disappeared. There is only me. And him. I make my way through the corridor. He could be in any of the rooms. My heart pounds. It hurts. I feel like if it were, if I were to look down, I would be able to see it thrum warming, warningly in my chest. I push to the door to the bathroom, and the water of the shower is running, but there's no one standing beneath it. I don't even think to turn it off. I see myself in the mirror. I should not be able to, given my current angle, but the angles are all wrong anyway. I try not to look myself directly in the face. I know that I will not like what it shows. 
he isn't in here. I return to the corridor. There is another door in the same wall a little further on. I walk through the shade, feverish with cold, but I do not shiver. The door leads into a room I recognize but fail to accept is out of place. It's my parents' room from when I was a kid, but they are not here. I walked in this I walk into the center and my dark reflection is picked up on three carefully positioned mirrors. Two small, one body length. I'm careful not to look directly at any of them. Are you in here? I try to say. I know you're in here. I found you. But the words catch in my throat. They are forced out as little more than dry whispers. It's a bluff anyway. I search the room and the bed is made. The books on the shelves have blurred into each other. They are the same book anyway, I realize. One of them is my hand, but it's cursed. I understand it's cursed, but I open it up regardless. The pages take up my entire field of vision, but I still cannot read them and they won't help me. He knows I can't read them. The book is smaller now and it fits into my pocket, so I stow it away. I don't want to be in this room anymore. The corridor beckons. I remember hearing from somewhere that whistling is supposed to help with fear. I purse my lips and try, but all I hear is the sound of my own raspy breathing. There are more doors and more rooms, and they all stand cracked open. None of them are entirely closed. I push through them one by one, but he isn't there. This is his fault, but he's not here. I hear footsteps along the corridor behind me. I swivel, at least I try to, but I turn slowly, and by the time I am able to look, there is nothing there, only grim shadows. I look to the stairs. They descend down into darkness, but I'm going to take them. There are more stairs than there should be. I'm not even sure if these stairs are mine, but they carry me to the ground floor. The furniture is drawn on, I realize. It's fake. I wouldn't be able to move any of it if I tried. It's all part of the same thing. The dining room is the most different, though. I'm not surprised by its change. I can see from the base of the stairs, the door is fixed open and the floor gives way. Peering over the edge reveals a sudden drop down, down. Peering over the edge reveals a sudden drop down into pitch black. The room has been filled with dark water and the water that extends up above the frame of the doorway and dark shapes drift about in the shadows. I turn back to the hallway. The architecture of my house prevents me from doing a complete loop from room to room to room, but that's fine anyway. There are arches in the wall that allow me to pass. I cannot see out through the glass of any of the windows. I don't even think to look. I'm not concerned by what's going on outside. He's watching me. I can feel tears streak down my face. It's always the same. I pass through the arches. He's watching through the walls. The rooms have all been painted in different colors. They are dull, but they are dull, but distinct. I can't decide on what these colors are. I only recognize their difference in relation to each other. Something creaks and grinds in the shadows from across the house. It sets the hairs on my forearms on end, but I do not stop. I keep looking. He is coming. There are people in this room. I resist the urge to go and talk to them. They aren't alive. They're like fixed mannequins mid-conversation in the corner. So I pass by them, and the second I move into the next room, I know they will have gone. If I were to go back and take a look, the room would be empty. The silence is a sharpened blade, held up at the edge of my neck, and it's cold. I return to the hallway. There's another set of stairs that go down into the basement I do not have, but I pass by them. 
They would lead me deep beneath the earth, below layers of stone. I try to front... I try the front door, but it's locked. The handle doesn't even move or shift as I try to pull it. The handle does not move. This door is not for me. This is where he ends it. I do not delay the inevitable. I suppress a sob and turn around to look down the corridor. It is long like the corridor of a school hallway. He stands at the opposite end. Please, I try to say, but I cannot produce even a whisper this time. I bring my hands up in defense, but the movement is slow. He has begun to walk towards me. He does not walk like you and I. He walks as if he has never tried to walk before. As if he's studied the movement from afar and is now putting it into practice. His legs stretch further than they need to as he moves. Like a puppet, he shambles silently down the corridor towards me. My hands are by my sides. I am forced to bring them back up in defense for a second time. I bare my teeth and I try to snarl at the man, but he doesn't care much for my threats. They are empty. He's closer now. His skin is the color of shadow, and his eyes are white. He has pupils, but I only see them if I look for them. His teeth are painted on. Every face you see in a dream is a face you have seen in real life. Stay back, I want to say. I am not cold anymore. My entire body burns with fear and panic. Closer, he creeps. He whispers my name, but the voice comes from behind my ear. His mouth does not move. He's in the house right now. Closer. One of his eyes begins to slip down his face. I can't move and there's nowhere to go. He's larger than his surroundings now. He's three feet away, two feet away, one foot, and he still approaches. I sh shrink back desperately but he still he draws closer and he's going to tear out my neck from the inside or worse i want to scream so badly but i can't i screw my eyes tight shut as the heat overcomes me and this is where the dream ends i always wake up drenched with sweat heart pounding in my bed throat death dry in the dark but too afraid to reach out for my glass of water i will suffer the discomfort I curse this dream, I curse my imagination, and my blood rushes loud in my ears and every little noise across the house is amplified tenfold. But the welcome morning always comes. Except this time is different. When I awaken, I am not in my bed. I'm sitting slumped at my desk. I rub my eyes, terrified but relieved. I must have fallen asleep mid-work. I've been particularly tired lately and I allow myself a little chuckle as I stretch. My heart is pounding, but there is always a tremendous sense of relief when I am reminded that the dream is just that. Just a dream. I turn to look out the window. It's nighttime. I must have slept away the entire evening. There are no stars tonight. No moon. It seems that the street lamps aren't running either. A sense of cool unease begins to creep over me. I turn back into the room. My computer has entered its, into its screensaver mode. I shake the mouse and the blackness fades. I'm unable... I am able to see the screen now. It shows me a form with a twisted interface. The posts are in English, but they do not form complete sentences. I struggle to read what they say, and I don't remember loading the site up. There's no minimize option in the upper right, so I hammer quickly but quietly at the Windows key. After the fourth or fifth attempt, I'm given the navigation prompt, and I hastily bring up Reddit in a desperate bid to find a website that is familiar to me. Did it always look like this? Did they change some settings? I glance up into the room. The room is light. 
like a sickly hospital kind of light. I look up to the ceiling, and to my cold horror, I see that the bulb is dark. The glass is dim behind the lampshade. It's not switched on, and there's no obvious source for the room's light. My breathing becomes shallower. Please, no, oh god, please no. I could turn my head. I could turn my head right now and look at the wall beside me. I could do it, but that would provide me my answer, surely. If the light switch has moved to the wall beside me, then I have my answer. But I can't bring myself to look. I can't bring myself to check to see if the switch has changed its position. Because what if it has? The light hangs dead in the air. He's in the house. So this is like a story. <laughs> I really enjoyed this post because they made it so story-like. And then um, there are other comments like, obviously it's a dream within a dream. So someone was like, is this Freddy? Um, <laughs> How appropriate. Yeah. Um, and then someone's like, oh, that's just the new Reddit. It sucks. You um, can change it to look like your old settings because when she woke up from her first nightmare, she pulled up Reddit. Or I say she, I don't know if it's what the gender is. They pull up their Reddit or they pull up Reddit to see what it looks like. And they said, has it always looked like this? It looks different. And so somebody commented, yeah, you change it back to the original settings. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that's not funny. the point of the story, but. Um, <laughs> that's what she got out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone's um, like, pick a weapon and try to break a window, especially that second time, like they were more like aware of what was going on. But yeah. It was, it's funny um, how, like, in all your nightmares, your heart is pounding. Oh, and yeah. it hurts. 100%. <laughs> and you wake up with your heart freaking pounding. Oh, man. Yeah. But I really like that story. Because of... Uh, Thank you, sis. It sounded like a story. Long but worth Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I can't do the storyteller justice as well as if you were to read it because of all, like, the dramaticness they added. But I tried. <laughs> you did a good job, Susie. Thank you. All right. I passed the baton to Nana. Okay. Right, Nana. Um, hold on. Let me get comfy. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so I want to first... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to go at it. I don't want to say their last name. I'm not sure. Um, but we want to thank Chris T. Um, for sending us an email. Um, with their experience. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and just read it. I want to share a few profound stories. It's up to you what you choose to share or even believe that some of it is quite unbelievable, even to myself. For me, it all started back in October 3rd, 2006. At this time, I didn't believe in much of anything. I'd recently read a copy of the Satanic Bible, Anton Levy which is more or less just the title of Satanism, but no true actual belief. So to me, it was a philosophy that I happened to agree with at the time. I was laying awake in bed thinking of how awesome life was going to be in the future. Suddenly, it felt as though an invisible electric wind swept over me from head to feet. I became energetically energetically charged and enraged and though i didn't believe in a god at the time i started becoming started blaming god for everything wrong in my life as this was going on i started to get a huge buildup of pressure slash energy in my solar plexus and chakra area 
which point when I finished my last word and closed my mouth, it was like I was struck by an invisible lightning bolt. That energetic buildup shot off directly beneath me. Also, my left knee was bent up into the air and my body completely flat. My rational mind, though, I kicked something off my bed at that point because whenever it was that, what, because whatever it was that passed through me, I could hear falling through the air. But, but after five seconds, I knew it wasn't a physical object as it would have hit the floor already. I'm listening to this thing fall further and further and then BAM! It was like someone crashed a wrecking ball directly through the floor beneath me. At which point everything started shaking super violently like an earthquake and then everything went completely, pit completely pitch black. And I just had this feeling that I was falling through blackness. As I was falling, all of a sudden I started seeing flames shoot up here and there until it was fire and lava as far as my eyes could see. It was like I fell straight through to the center of earth. As I was falling through the flames, my mind spoke out loud to me and it said, Witchcraft! Followed by, Wow, this is what it's like to lose your soul to the devil. And just before making impact, poof, I'm back in my body and my adrenaline is running sky high. I didn't know fully what I had just experienced, but it was very real and eye-opening, and thus began my quest to seek and understand the occult and life beyond what so meets the eyes. From that experience forward, I became super haunted and would always be having paranormal experiences of all, kind of, en of all kinds of entities doing this or that. More common type things you hear about in hauntings and would always follow me no matter where I have lived slash moved. That sucks. Some interesting experiences. I have hundreds to tell, so these are just a few off the top of my head. Was one night I took a walk by a marshland where frogs were croaking in early springtime. As I was sitting there listen listening, all of a sudden something descended. There was a weight to it and it could be felt. As that happened, all of the frogs went absolutely silent. And then about a minute later, that presence took off and lifted, which, at which point all of the frogs started croaking again in unison. So at least their response let me know that what I experienced wasn't just in my head as they reacted to so also. One place I was living at was also a wildlife rehab for owls slash hawks and other birds of, of prey. I was smoking a lot of DMT slash changa and doing other psychedelics at the time and it got to the point where the owls would respond to my words and hoot at me almost as, as if to answer or acknowledge things I'd say. Well, after leaving there... Well, after leaving there and going back to my dad's, I was out on the deck which is surrounded by the woods. I felt led to make an offering for the birds, some food, at which point hundreds of owls and falcons started swooping down and landing in the surrounding trees. After they all landed, I could hear even larger creatures that I couldn't see physically, but in my mind they were big winged angelic looking beings, and as they landed they were crashing branches and making loud noises. And all of a sudden, all the birds took off in flight and began to circle overhead. And then, lined up and flew directly overhead in single file fashion. At which point, I got some random message on Facebook by someone I didn't know that said, Do you know what you just did? You just summoned the archangels. 
I don't know what I believed that guy, but it was so intri intriguing that he knew. But I wasn't super impressed by someone knowing something because at this point in time, I was witnessing many spirits enter and possesses those around me. I had witnessed many times and then I'd question the person later. They had no recollection of such having occurrences. Most bizarre thing was witnessing a group of 200 plus people being taken over. I was walking up to meet my parents at a farmer's market and suddenly a large flash happened. Entire crowd of people froze completely motionless, eyes black, tilted to the ground, completely frozen, and the spirit entered through my dad. I was so freaked out I ran back to my car and took off. There's a huge surge of paranormal phenomena happening. Um, to a degree just prior to my brother's death, which just so happened to be October 3rd of 2016, which brings me back to my out-of-body experience on October 3rd of 2006. I'd be happy to further explain any of the above, and I have countless, countless stories of all sorts, from more beautiful encounters to beings that were, that were pleasant to also plenty of horrific ones and everything else in between. One place I lived, it was so super haunted, there was like a black energetic smoke slash web that connected all throughout the house with all types of dark beings traveling around. There were other roommates there and one guy I was friends with didn't like going to the bathroom at night because he'd run into those shadow beings walking down the hallway. I'd see them, I'd see them zoom by all the time. I do one day hope to explore, explore more, but I had largely blocked things out a bit after my brother's passing, but I still experience things. And that is a story that we received. And thank you so much, Chris T. It was lovely. Yeah, thank you wow, for sharing your experience. Intense. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A lot going on. And all that really? happened just from that one out-of-body experience, that's crazy. Like, that's what right, triggered right. everything, you know? Yeah. That's what, and it Also the back. drugs, but... <laughs> it, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it goes back to, like, to me, it's so scary being in such a vulnerable state, mm -hmm. and this is happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these yeah. nightmares, lucid dreams. It gave me... Um, paralysis, whatever. Yeah. It gave me goosebumps is when he said, like, someone's like you just... Um, sorry, let me go back. About the archangels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, oh yeah. God. When you received that Facebook message or something. Like, what? Yeah, it was a random message on Facebook by someone that he, um they didn't know. And the person said, do you know what you just did? That's you crazy. just summoned the archangels. Oof. Oof. Spumps. I'm like, oh, my God. Ugh, I got creepy crawlies <laughs> out. Like, yeah. what else can I summon? <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> But very good story. Wow. Thank you again, Chris, for sharing. And feel free to send us more of your stories. We're happy to take yes, as many all of them. as you want to share. So, you know how I mentioned to you guys I, I had a surprise? Just. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the couple days ago, um, Chris's brother, older brother, Corey, went out to New York on a golf trip with his buddies. And um, in the family group text, he sends me a couple of photos. And he's like, this is an Amityville house that's been in all these horror movies. 
Apparently, the son said the house told him to murder his whole family, so he did. <gasps> it figured Cindy would appreciate those. Oh, so my gosh. He was able to go to the Amityville Horror House. That That's is cool. crazy. That's cool shit. Yeah. So I'm going to post them. Yeah. Yeah, surprise. Wow. It looks so innocent from outside. From outside. Yeah. Such a nice surprise, Cindy. <laughs> Damn. I'm kidding. She's I'm sorry. Kidding. <laughs> that was the, that was literally what I said earlier. The she says that I'm kidding after. <laughs> That's remember earlier when I said she she like like lashes out and then she's like, I'm just kidding. After and you're like, bitch, oh, no, you're not. I, I, <laughs> I just gonna go to bed. I just been having such like a rough summer. You need to get your REM sleep. I I need to. I need it to be fall. When I say I have been over summer since I never even had a summer. To be honest, I haven't. It's just been Same. so stressful and annoying. Actually, that's a lie. And uh, the wedding industry is so busy. And yeah, oh yeah, all you booze out there. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a floral designer, so I'm always busy. Hit your girl up if you need some. Yeah, floral need some flowers for your wedding. Did we did do a Halloween theme party party wedding last year? That's so cute. Oh my god, I love that. I wish I could have done that. All right, booze. Thank you for listening and thank you for saying bye. Us, sorry, it's taking us so long to get this episode out, but we hope that you enjoy the extra long episode to kind of make up for lost time. And mm. as always. Feel free to send us your stories. Um, follow us on our social media pages. Which okay. are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just. Um, Facebook, Instagram. If you just want to say hello, it would it would make us um, really happy, make our day, especially these depressing days of summer. <laughs> so oh, please, can it just be October already? I can't do this. Mama is anymore. a vampire. <laughs> I'm so over it. I love summer. You know me. But I haven't had a chance to go tanning. I haven't really gone to the beach. I haven't done shit. It's because okay? you're a vampire. And I'm just over it. And I'm just going to do everything in October. Okay? If I want to go on the beach, I'm going to just go to, I don't know, somewhere where it's really hot during October. I don't <laughs> but I just, I just need pumpkins, pumpkin spice, some spooky movies, Hocus Pocus 2 to come out already. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yes. Can't All wait. Right. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Haunted and Manas podcast. Love you, booze. Love you, guys. Adios y vaya con Dios. Mm -hmm.